You are listening to What Do You Know, part of the 1830 Podcast Network. Find us easily by searching 1830 Podcast Network directly in the Apple Podcasts app, Google Podcasts app, or the Spotify app. Also visit us at facebook.com 1830podcast network for more information. And now, what do you know? Okay, I'm here with Dylan. Uh, recently he was baptized into the Church of Christ and we are, I wanted to do a, a podcast and interview him and and get into the mind of Dylan Malone and he's my son. So I'm kind of I suffer there a lot. In, in the mind of Dylan Malone, so I thought I would share that with everyone else. You too can can suffer with me and know what it's like to, to get into this enigma that is <laughs> a puzzle, that is a loony bin, that is Dylan's mind. But with all seriousness, though, I wanted to find out and, and interview him and, and see what was going on and find out his thought process. And I'll have you introduce yourself to the people so we get to know your voice a little bit and tell them how old you are and tell them uh, uh, why, what, what was the first thoughts of why you got baptized. Hello, Dylan, this is Dylan Malone here. I'm currently 14 years old. And uh, what led up to my decision to, become ba- uh, to be baptized is, uh, well, I wanted to be on the good side. I'd, when the end times came, I did not want to go to the lake of fire. I wanted to be, uh, I wanted to have eternal life. Okay, and that's that's good motivation. A lot of people are motivated. You know, if there's two choices and one one that is is bad and one is good, it seems easy to identify the the choice to make there. But it sounds like you were motivated to not go to the bad place. And some people, that is their their motivation, right? I, I don't want to go there. Maybe you don't understand all that is good about uh, uh, serving God and being a part of his church, but you know enough and understand enough to know you don't want the alternative. Right. You can't, you can't nod your head. You have to answer. <laughs> okay, so he did say right, but, but for a second there, he was nodding his head and looking at me. So this is a podcast. The people have to hear you. Okay, I I know. Okay. Okay. And so, I want to ask you, uh, do, what do you remember about the day leading up to it, and 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 the days leading up to it? What what made you, what was the final straw that you said, okay, I want to do this? So, um, I had settled into this kind of routine of getting on a study with my uncle Da. He was the person who studied with me and later baptized me. And uh, one day, uh, one evening after we had finished our study, he tells me, I think you're ready. And um, for a minute I was shocked because I had thought about, well, I was thinking so much about studying for baptism that I didn't really think about what would happen when I was actually ready for it. And... Um, well, after that, I got very excited, and I I thought about it more, and I decided, yeah, I do want to get baptized. Le- then later I heard that uh, my friends Brayden and Mary were getting baptized as well, so I decided I would uh, wait a while, wait a little bit, put it off for a bit, and uh, watch them go through it first, because I was a little bit scared. 
So, I watched them go through the process after I saw them go under and receive the Holy Ghost. I, uh, I just kind of had this spark. I knew I was, I knew I was ready. So, this, uh, this was on a Sunday night. I, uh, talked with my Uncle D.A. and, uh, I said, hey, let's do it Wednesday. I wanted to, I wanted to get baptized right away. And so, I kind of talked for a little bit, settled on it, and I decided that I wanted uh, Apostle Brian McIndoe and uh, Elder David Rudd to uh, do the laying on of hands. And so, I waited, and then the big day came. Went to church Wednesday night, and uh, I was, um, I was uh, really nervous. <laughs> and uh, before before I went under, I had to answer these questions: Are you willing to mourn with those uh, mourn with those who mourn, comfort those comfort those who stand in need of comforting, and uh, stand as a witness to Christ? And um, I said yes to all of those. I believed I could do it, and I still do. What about? I, I think I know the scripture that he was talking about. What about bear one another's burdens? Yes, that that, that one they too. They may be light. Yes, that was also a question. Right. And what what uh, book was that in? When you um, studied, what book was that? Mosiah chapter nine. Right. And then, c- tell me about that story. What who, what was going on there in Mosiah chapter nine? So Alma was a uh, hiding up. Um was hiding out in the woods. He was a kind of fugitive from King Noah, and uh, a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of people came to him wanting to be, wanting to be baptized. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I forgot the story. So Noah heard one guy, who or, or not Noah, Alma heard one guy, who was the guy that inspired Alma? Uh, Abinadi. Right, and Abinadi, his story is he he came there, and I think there was a point where he knew he was gonna die. Right, they said we're taking you, you're you're gonna die, and and Abinadi said you can't kill me yet, I'm not done, and he keeps telling everybody there about the story of of Christ, and he he wouldn't allow himself to be thrown into jail yet. The power that Abinadi had. And authority that he had, and and he just would not allow himself to be killed yet because he wanted to tell this story. Most of the people there were not affected, but there was at least one who it changed him, and that was Alma. So Alma continued the story. He goes, he's he's on the run, he's hiding out, but he's finding more and more people who are wanting to hear about more about this. Uh, story about that Abinadi told him, and Alma becomes the new authority, the new uh, mouthpiece uh, uh, for the for the Church of Christ, and so people were coming to him. So that's the story, and then the verse. I'm going to read the verses real quick. Um, it was Mosiah nine. I'm going to bring it up on my phone. It'd be easier. Okay, here it is. Mosiah nine. And it came to pass that he said unto them, Behold, here are the waters of Mormon, for thus were they called. So we got Alma in the book of Mosiah talking about the waters of Mormon. So that's a lot of names right there. 
And he says, And now as ye are desirous to come into the fold of God and to be called his people, and are willing to bear one another's burdens that they may be light, yea, and are willing to mourn with those that mourn, yea, and comfort those that stand in need of comfort, and to stand as witnesses of God at all times and in all things and in all places that ye may be in, even until death, that ye may be redeemed of God and be numbered with those of the first resurrection, that ye may have eternal life. Now I say unto you, if this be the desires of your hearts, what have you against being baptized in the name of the Lord as a witness before him that ye will have entered into a covenant with him, that ye will serve him and keep his commandments, that he may pour out his spirit more abundantly upon you? And now when the people had heard these words, they clapped their hands for joy and exclaimed, This is the desires of our hearts. So it's a powerful verse there. And I love that they clapped their hands with joy and they said to God, this is what we want to do. And and I think, I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's what you, your actions do, say that, that this is what you wanted to do. Serve God with all your heart. That is true. Now, I'm going to ask a, a couple uh, leading questions. I'm not trying to embarrass you, but I want to convey, uh, uh, make a point here. And that is, do you know um, all the verses? Have you got the Bible and Book of Mormon memorized? Uh, no, not by a long shot. That's that's crazy. And you still got baptized? Yes. And do you know all the principles of the gospel and all of there there is to know and all the mysteries of God? Probably not. Oh, pro- probably not. A little sense of humility there. Probably not. But I, but you got a lot of it. You got you got the the groundwork right. The the, the foundation. He, you gotta, you, you can't just uh, shake your head. Yes, I'd say them. Yeah, the groundwork at least. Okay, but but you got baptized even though you don't know everything. Do you know as much as uh, say Uncle Brian? Uh, no. Do you know as much as Buzz? No. Do you know as much as as you know Uncle Da? Uh, no. Yeah. See, you don't have to know everything. To get baptized, these or I was going to say, um, uh, uh, David Rudd, he was the other one, and so these are the people who were responsible. Not, not uh, Buzz, I was just throwing his name out there, um, but these are the people who were responsible for your baptism, and you didn't have to know everything. And that's that's the point I wanted to make here is that the getting baptized is just you making the first step. It is the door, right? Yes. You love these one-word answers. Can you can you elaborate on what it's going to take the rest of your life now? What is it going to take from you? Well, it is uh as far as I know, I think it's going to take uh lots of it's going to take fervent prayer. Uh it's going to take hmm. Well, you're going to need to have a constant knowledge of what are you what are you doing? Is what uh, are you doing the right thing now? And if you're not doing, if you're not doing the right thing, you need to pray and repent. Those are good answers. I I'm glad that you came up with those answers. Um, one of the things I wanted to point out is that really baptism, all that you have decided is that you're not going to quit. Yes. You've de- you've decided to serve him until when. Um, until, until the end, until the end of my life, until the end of your life. 
and then and so that that's that's all you've really dis- decided to do uh, uh, um you, you've not said i will never sin if you're right nobody expects you to not sin i i don't expect you to not sin i know i have sinned after i was baptized but that's not the end the end or what you've promised to do so don't what i'm saying is in the rest of your life when you make mistakes don't think that you have um failed in your um promise to god okay what i want you to know and remember is that you have only promised to not give up and that's i think the message that everybody uh should learn or, or should know when they get baptized you're only promising not to give up. You're ser- promising to serve him. Do you recognize this piece of paper? Uh, yes. And I I got this, and I found this, and and it's all it was all wet and folded up, and you had the intention of reading this at your baptism, and um, and it, it never happened, and it ended up getting put in your pocket when you went into the water. I really like this. Do you mind reading this? Yes. I mean, no. No, I don't mind. (laughs) I have faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. I have truly repented of my sins, and I'm ready to take upon myself the name of God. I am ready to receive the Holy Ghost, and I'm ready to stand as a witness of God. My prayer is that I may be righteous in the doing of these things, and that I may be found good in the sight of the Lord. When I was baptized a long time ago, I had a piece of paper and I wrote a poem. It's a very similar situation to what you, what just happened here. And after my baptism, I put it away. I never found it again. And I think this piece of paper that I found is, is way more important to me than the one I uh, lost a long time ago. Um... I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to that for you if you don't mind. So, what was it like being in front of all these people? And these are people you know. Normally on a Wednesday night service, how many people? How many people there are are on a Wednesday night service at church? Hmm, I'd say about twenty to thirty people. Okay, and how many people do you think were there the day you were baptized? 40 to 50. Oh, I think it was more than that. I think it was more than 50. Uh, and so when you agreed to get baptized, I don't know, I think you, you chose Wednesday because there's not many people. At least that had something to do with it. Yeah, a little bit. And so how did you feel when you got baptized and now you're having to go sit up front you had the the uh, laying on of hands, but then now you have everybody coming up and and uh, doing the the what do you call it the hand of fellowship. Was that more than you bargained for? No, not really. <laughs> Did you enjoy the process? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, um, I love your answers. They're very direct and pointed, and and I'm really having to pull information out of you. Let me let me say this. I was in uh, talking about this, 
And let me ask you this. Do you like, are you a hugger? So-so. Uh, so-so, not really a hugger. Well, let me tell you, that night, you were the most huggingest person I've ever seen. And you were just somewhat, when it was the next person turn to come up to, to the uh, Hannah Fellowship, you were moving in to greet them. You were getting closer and closer and farther away from the middle where you stood so that uh, after a while you had to back up and recenter yourself because as soon as it was time to hug someone else, you were going at them. You were just going, come in, bring it in here for a hug. I'm, and you were just approaching every one of the people like that. And it was funny. And we were laughing. It's like, boy, Dylan's just going at all these hugs with, with everything he's got. He is going after it. Well, I was happy. <laughs> it was making us happy, too. It, it was just, And then after a while, we said, okay, back to the middle. Get back to the middle so everybody can, can see this. But you were just stepping into every hug and getting farther and farther away. And you were just, the next face you saw, you were uh, just... Um, just going into that hug with everything you got. And someone said, someone made the comment later. It's like, this is what, um, I'm, I'm going to mess this up. But it was something like, this is what the love of God is. This is what I want the love of God to be in all of our services. What you are doing is what someone hopes and expects of all of us. And, and they're so excited to see someone just embracing even someone who's not a big hugger like you said just going into the next person with so much love and so much so much uh warmth in your hug that you couldn't wait to hug that person and so you had an effect on our spiritual lives that night well it had effect it had an effect on me too um i just uh well, I just felt happy. I felt really happy. Did you, um, when you had the prayer for the receiving the Holy Ghost, um, did did you notice anything different? Did you feel anything different? It just felt happy. Uh, yeah, kind of like yes. There wasn't, there wasn't as I've heard other people say, this uh, glow of warmth or anything like that. I just felt. I just felt this odd sensation of feeling uh, good, so to speak. And so that when you looked up, the heavens didn't part, and you didn't see clouds and a beam of light, and 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 there wasn't uh, uh, lightning bolts flashing and and booming voices, and there wasn't you didn't feel anything like that. No. Very. It wasn't like that. So it's just very subtle. Uh, yes. Okay. And do you think, uh, since that didn't happen, that uh, the that you probably did not receive the Holy Ghost? Is there any doubts in your mind that? Uh, no, no doubt. And am... why is that? Why do you think there's no doubt that you received the Holy Ghost? Well, I felt it. Okay, in scriptures, what does it say? That um. When this when this happens, when you receive this special prayer, you will receive you will get the Holy Ghost. It was promised. It's a promise. Thank you for saying that. I, I didn't know how I was gonna get you to say that, but it's a promise. You you did receive it, you have received it, and there's no doubt about it in your mind. That is true. That is what I, I hope you were taught. That that is what the scriptures say. 
what has it been like now uh, for the last two months? Hmm. Well, well, I've um, I've been in. I do well. I take the sacrament now. I um. Well, I feel like I have more responsibility. More responsibility. That uh, it's like a it's like a duty now. That I have to fulfill, and um. Yeah, that's that's it. Do you uh do you often drink wine? No, I'm not. 21 <laughs> but but what was that uh what was that like the first time you you tasted that sour grape juice sour grape juice uh i'm glad did you do you like the taste of it do you do you uh a little bit <laughs> okay it tastes uh, like grape juice and i like grape juice okay good well i, I was kind of curious what it, that was going to be like for a 14 year old who's never uh uh drank alcohol before what's what's going to be what's Dylan's reaction to taking the sacrament Hey, this tastes kind of like grape juice. Okay. Well, it's... good. Good. Um, and then, so you've been at uh, two sacrament services. I uh, have been, eh, with all the COVID stuff, I've been keeping my kids away from large groups of people. But I told, uh, in our family, you know, your your choice to go there is yours. And I'm not going to keep you away from taking the sacrament um, when you, uh, you're new, well, for, for any reason. You are your own... Uh, you are in charge of your own soul. And so I kind of, even though none of the other kids can go, I left, I left it up to you and you were going in spite of, um, your, your concerns or, or your, um, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, but you, you did go in spite of what I was saying for our family are the rules. So what, what went into that decision? So, so, um, this this feeling um uh, this feeling might go away with time, but uh, I felt like I need I need to do this. I re- I really want to go take sacrament, and uh, and I will be I will be as careful as I can. I will follow all the guidelines, but I but I want to go take sacrament. Okay, and is it a um, is it your right? Do you have the right to go take sacrament? I believe I do. And so, I guess what I'm trying to say, the word I'm really looking for, it's it's your privilege. You couldn't do this before you were baptized, and now you can. And it's a, a chance to renew your covenant that you made, that you won't give up. And it's a privilege to be able to do this. And I didn't want to take away that privilege from you. And, and so when we treat the sacrament as, uh, as more than just um, uh, renewing our commitment, but it is a privilege. It is our privilege. It is uh, a gift from God to us that we can do this uh, ordinance, that we can take part and that we can. So it is our, our we don't have to. It says oft, right? But it doesn't necessarily mean every, every month you have to. It, there's so um, I don't know what I'm trying to say is that you did not uh, 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 forego it, forego this privilege of taking the sacrament, and and hopefully this doesn't go away, but I hope you continue to take advantage of this privilege of uh, renewing your commitment to God. 
Is there anything else you want to say? Uh, what was? Why did you choose um, Brian and David Red? Hmm. Well, they were the two I was most familiar with, and um, not that I'm trying to push anyone else out of this group, but I like them the most. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. There's nothing wrong with liking the people you the the ones you like the most to to be involved in in this important decision in your life. Is there anything else you want to add? The bread was a little bit dry. Okay, the bread the bread and the emblems they 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 change. They're not always going to be the same. So and sometimes it's it's depends on who makes it. So it just depends, and, and each local is different. So. It's not something that is church-wide always the same. So you, that's an interesting point about baptism, about taking the sacrament, is it could be different next time you go. Okay. Anything else? Nope. What were some of the favorite verses about baptism that you studied? Well, like we read the verses in Mosiah chapter 9. Do you have another one? Uh forget where it is but the one where some someone is preaching to the talking to the eunuch about the book in a book of Isaiah oh yeah that one's in the Bible um, uh, and then what about um, there's what I guess I don't really need the scriptures but that that eunuch I think he said, why couldn't I be baptized right now, right? Mm -hmm. There's water. Let's go. So one of the things in that story, and one of the things we believe is, let me ask you, can you, uh, when you're baptized, how much of you gets wet? All of you. You get immersed. You're all the way in. You're all the way under, under the all water, All the way right? under the water. And let's see, how, and so you are 14. How, how young can you be? And get baptized. I don't think there is a. There isn't really a definite age limit. You have to be accountable. Right. Can, can little babies get baptized? No way. No way. And what book teaches you that? Um. I don't know. I don't think okay, it's. Okay, I'm a book. saying, uh, is that easy to find that in the Bible? I don't think so. But is it easy to find it in the Book of Mormon? Probably. Pro okay. Well, it is. It's in there. Uh, pretty clear about what it th uh, baptizing babies. It's just something you don't do. There, you have to reach. Uh, like, and you said the age of accountability. And then another part about baptism that you learned. I want to ask you, is and we kind of covered this. You you d you don't know everything. You just know that this is good and you want to do it. Mm hmm. And until you've done this. If you are a Christian and you call yourself a Christian, does is your is does God call you a Christian? I guess that's a that's a harsh way of saying it. But until you have started, what are and this is my editorial here. Until you have started and taken the first step, everything up until that point, you haven't taken a step. So until you start, are, I'm saying, are you a Christian? 
this is a big, I'm, I'm, uh, you don't have to answer that. No, I don't want anybody mad at you, but, but here's my point, my two cents worth. Uh, you're not a Christian until you take upon you the name of Christ. So if you're not baptized, you're acting like a Christian. You are learning. You, you believe in Christianity, but you're not a Christian until you take upon yourself, take upon the name of Christ. This was the church and the people they took upon. Them, this is what they were called, the church of Christ, when they took upon them his name. So until you actually get baptized, you haven't started down the path. You haven't taken the first step. You haven't begun. And and that's an, a very good distinction. And I would, something I want to point out and to get a chance to put on this podcast is that you got to start. If you're out there and you're thinking about uh, and you believe in Christianity, you believe in the message of Christ, take that leap and take that first step. It's not a leap. It's just a little bitty step and say, you know what? This is good. And I don't want to go to the bad place. I don't want to go and the end times, as Dylan put it, I don't want to go there. And 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 I like your answer because you didn't really say all the reasons why I want to go to heaven. And and the motivation is different for some people. You don't have to understand all the concepts of Christianity to understand that it's good and that you don't want to go somewhere else. Anything else you want to add? I'm I'm drawing a blank here. Nope. When you got out and you were all wet, was it cold? Was the water cold? Yeah, it was. Yeah. And uh, you chucked me. Yeah, no, you didn't chuck me a towel. You uh, handed me a towel very respectfully, and uh, gave me a big hug. And you were crying a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm crying a little bit now too. So those I can't can't really uh, uh, can't really hide from that. And then, uh, but thank you for pointing that out ever to everybody. <laughs> and then uh, I dried I dried off. You know what was mom crying? I don't know. I didn't see. I don't think she was actually. She's more stoic than I am. She's she's more. She's tougher than me. <laughs> Anyways, I um I dried off, put on uh, put on the a suit that I liked. I wanted to I wanted to wear a suit because this was a special occasion. And then uh, I walked upstairs, uh, got into the chair, and then received the Holy Ghost. I remember Brian's prayer. Do you remember the prayer? Not really. I don't remember everything about the prayer, but I remember some things about the prayer. And he spoke with authority, with power and authority. We always throw those words together. But I'm telling you, when we when we were there and we heard him say these words, I felt like I was just right back at the Waters of Mormon again. Or again, uh, like in the story, that there was no doubt in anyone's mind what was happening it was very clear receive ye the holy ghost it was part of the 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 statement of the prayer and it's like it, it happened right then or or in my mind it did who knows when it happened it could have been right when he first touched your head but there was no doubt that during that prayer you received the holy ghost oh yeah i felt it too it was um like you said with power and authority 
Was there anybody in line that that you remember? Um, uh, how so? Do you remember your brothers giving you hugs? Yes, Ethan didn't want to. Ethan didn't want to. <laughs> you know, I saw Ethan at this last uh, baptism. He had to go to the bathroom, and so he missed his chance to go through the line. <laughs> and so he, we get back from the bathroom, and he's like, I wanted to go. Oh, no, I missed it. We said, well, fine, go. So he got at the back of the line by himself. He was the very last one. And he was not going to miss his chance to get up there and do the hand of fellowship. And I'm watching him, and when he got up to the front, who was it that just got baptized? Anna Case. And, oh, oh, that's right, that's right. And so when he got there, he stuck his hand out to shake her hand. <laughs> <laughs> and so so he was not going to miss his chance to go up there and shake Anna's hand. So I, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, and then when it's you, he didn't want to. He didn't want to go through the line. I guess he likes Anna Case more. I guess so. Well, <laughs> she probably isn't as mean to him as you are. Well, yeah, okay. That's what What are you looking forward to the most now that you're baptized? Hmm. I don't really know. I'm just kind of waiting, waiting, waiting life out, I guess. Is it going to change at teen camp now that you're baptized? I don't know. Probably not. No. Do you think people are going to not have fun with you because now now you're baptized. Now you have to be serious all the time, right? Oh, no way. I'm not going to be serious all the time, especially not at teen camp. Especially not at teen camp? <laughs> well, I am going to during the serious campfire in the spiritual classes, but everything else is um, I'm going to be a goofball, so to speak. Okay, so just because you're baptized doesn't mean that your your life is all serious now, and you have to be sober-minded 100% of the time. Nobody expects that of you. Not that I know of. And one of the things I believe happens when you're baptized is that there will be a, uh, some people say a guardian angel, Some if you believe in those things. But I think the the very presence of the Spirit of God when you receive the Holy Ghost is like a ward of protection that you don't even know is there. And you're, there's going to be blessings that happen that you don't even know happened because the Spirit of God is with you. You have a portion of that with you. And so as long as you don't neglect it or abuse, um, or what it was, what I mean, uh, push it away through your actions and your choices and your, and your life, that, that ward of protection is going to be with you for the rest of your life. That is a very comforting thought. This spirit of God is, is a hard thing to understand. And, and I don't think we're ever going to understand it completely, but the fact that you have a portion of it now, the portion of the spirit of God with you as a, as a, as a gift from him to you, what does that say about the God we serve? He is an an awesome God. He is um, a protector. He loves us with everything he has, which is a lot, unfathomable. Uh, enough to give the world his only son, 
and enough that after he's gone that he sent something called a, a comforter. Isn't that neat that that's the name of it that he chose? I, I'm going to send you a comforter. Yes, that that is neat. I like that a lot. <laughs> you sound like a robot. So I like that a lot. That is neat. But I want you to con- remember and consider those thoughts that that this this is a comforter. This is something that that God has gifted to you and he has promised to you and it will be with you. So just re- you know re- throughout your life, you know, remember that. That's one of the things you learn uh, along the way um that this is true that it is a promise from God. And that's one of the names of that Holy Spirit is, is the comforter. Um, another thing, another verse I like, uh, a sort of a story, What, what uh, if when you study, you're going to learn that this there's going to be times when you don't know how to ask God uh, a prayer or what to say in your prayer. And it says this comforter, this will, will this abiding spirit is with you and it will interpret the groanings of your heart. To God, so that He can understand what is inside you, and He sends this this translator, this interpreter of your feelings and your thoughts and your cares, so, and it interprets it to God for you when you don't know what to say. If you just spend time uh, uh, in your prayer, not necessarily even even uh, uh, saying words, but that you can. Think or feel thoughts and the groanings of your heart, and this gift, this Holy Spirit, will interpret it to God for you. No reaction. Isn't is that neat? Yes, that is neat. I like it a lot. <laughs> Thanks, Dylan. Okay, this is going great. So I wanted to get a little bit of Dylan's personality on here. And I think you guys are understanding what I deal with on a, on a daily basis. This guy has got a, a he, he loves to give me a hard time. And it's funny that on this podcast, I just say uh, for, for you guys out there, he fixed his hair. So Dylan, I'm glad we took this time to to meet you and to um, do this podcast with you. Is there anything else you'd like to say to all the members of the Church of Christ now that you're a baptized member of two months now and that you would want to say to them kind of uh, along the lines of in remembrance of those verses we started with? Yes. I am I am so happy to be in this in this family of God we have. And I'm going to I will stand as a witness to Christ at all times. I will comfort all of you who stand in need of comforting. I will mourn with all of you who mourn. And I will bear your burden with you all the time, whenever you need it. For my yoke is easy.